Hello and welcome to Creativize, Strategize, and Synergize, a podcast about the business side of being a creative. My name is Chris Scott, and Atish is not here today. He's suffering some crazy allergic reaction to something. I don't know what, but it reminds me of that girl in Willy Wonka, the original. I've never seen the remake. That chews that bubble gum, does a three-course meal, and for dessert she turns into a giant blueberry. That's what uh, Atish was saying he looks like. He's a giant round blueberry. So that's one way to make gains. Anyway, today I thought I would talk about something one of my filmmaker friends asked me for. And that is involving this murder mystery night. So I want we all know about this murder mystery night I'm trying to throw. Where it's two short films, live play in between, audience solves a murder... And it's a benefit show for the local symphony and all the music education they provide to the community and all that fun stuff. So my friend Becca, who worked on our first short that we shot, Good Cop, Mom Cop, she was asking me about some sponsorship information. The next short we're going to shoot is called Downshift, and it's a motocross-themed short. And she's really big into the whole motorcycle scene, I guess. I don't know what they call themselves. Uh, motor, motorists, cyclists, no motorcyclists. Uh, so she wants me to give her some sort of package to present to her friends that own the local racetrack, local motorcycle shops, all that good stuff. So I thought today I would just talk out loud while I try and figure out all of this sponsorship stuff. So if you go on the Google and you Google sponsorship stuff, it all kind of, kind of says a, pretty much the same thing. It's start with a story. Describe what you do and who you are. Uh, define the benefits for the sponsors. And then just ask them for whatever you're asking them for. For money, for a donation, for food, for uh, access to their lab. I don't know what you're what you need from a sponsor. But this is, uh, I guess the sponsorship relationship is all about uh, benefiting each other. So, you know, it's, it's great to ask someone for money and they give you money and you can accomplish this thing that you want to do, but what do they get in return? If it's someone's donating a thousand dollars to your cause, what do they get in return for that? And uh, you know, we all should feel good about giving and doing all that fun stuff. But in this world of fundraising, it's all about, exposure and getting your name out there and, and kind of branding yourself as someone involved in the community that supports the community. And that's kind of where I want to lead this sponsor sponsorship letter that we're going to attempt to draft tonight. We're going to be asking a bunch of strangers, people that I don't know, at least for money and or things. So first phase of this sponsorship writing letter process is going to be who am I? It's a really bad uh, impression from a Jackie Chan movie with the same title. Who am I? It's a pretty cool movie. He gets amnesia in the middle of it. He doesn't remember who he is. And yeah, uh, watch it because it's a Jackie Chan movie. So we're going to start this letter with uh, a little short bio. I think I'm going to try and keep this as short and sweet as possible. 
and then, because I don't know, I don't, I don't know. How do you all feel about getting kind of like, uh, like unsolicited emails? Is that the proper term? You know, it's like you get like, you know, you have some people send you like a block of text and it's just a bunch of reading. And I know it's really important for people to, to know who you are. I mean, going back to our communication episode, no one is having the same experience as you are at any moment. So it's important for you to explain who you are and what you're experiencing to a stranger to kind of get them on board with your, your vision and your purpose. That's, that's, I guess we should have, uh, we should figure out some sort of like elevator speech for this email. So I'm going to go, my name is Chris Scott. I'm a local filmmaker here in Southern Arizona in Tucson, Arizona. Uh, I've made several short films and a feature film that screened locally. And this is my involvement in the community. And I am all about Tucson and supporting Tucson arts and films and stuff like that. So I think that's going to be my opening paragraph, something similar to that. I'm going to flush it out to where it sounds like a human can read it. And it sounds like someone's talking. Like it's like, it sounds like it's me talking. Next thing I want to do is kind of uh, phase two of this. After I define who I am and what's my story, phase two is going to be, we're going to describe the event. Now the event has the, has a cool poster. I want to post a link to the poster. I don't know. Just go to, go to my Facebook page, Elephant Scout Films on the Facebook or follow me on Instagram at Elephant Scout. And I'll post the, uh, the poster tonight or tomorrow morning. Uh, before you can listen to this, the poster will be posted on the social medias. So I think for this night, there's a lot of cool visuals, but I don't know how to embed them in an email. So I think I'm going to create a sort of flyer, like a PDF flyer to attach to the email. So I can give uh, so phase two is going to be kind of defining what the event is and explaining what's going on and who it's going to support and all that fun stuff. So I'll write a blurb, you know, describing what I said earlier at the beginning of the podcast where, you know, short films, live murder, boom, benefits, music education for the kids. Attached is a PDF with more information about the movies and the yada, yada, yada. I don't know. It's, I think it's hard to get people to click things open, but I think these posters are super cool. And I think they'd be weird if they were just attachments in an email. So I'm going to make a flyer and it's going to be evil under the desert sun, which is the name of the event, the same description of the event and then the movie posters. And then the definitions of not the definitions, the, I, we call them log lines of the movies, which is like two or three sentences describing what's happening in the movie for each poster. And I think the posters are on my social media. They'll be on the social media at some point as well. Man, I got to post a lot on the Instagram. They are for sure in a video on one of my Facebooks. It's a uh, describe the two movies. You'll see it. If you go to the Facebook, please, please go to Facebook and like and share and all that fun stuff. I hate saying that, but pretty please. It's much appreciated. 
All right, so we have phase one, we have phase two. Phase one, who am I? Phase two, what the heck am I doing? Who is it benefiting? And all that fun stuff. All right, so now we're off to phase three. What is phase three going to be? All right, what kind of benefits should we come up with for our sponsors? So while talking to Becca, she was saying, I need sponsorship information to talk to this racetrack. So I think we're going to try and ask for either usage of a track or uh, maybe usage of motocross bikes, dirt bikes, and maybe... Uh, maybe clothing donations because, you know, they wear those fancy race outfits. Also, there's a scene in the movie where someone gets lit on fire. So it would be nice if someone would donate a one or two outfits that we could light on fire because I don't know how much those are. I haven't even researched that yet. I should figure that out. And I guess lastly, I guess we are going to be looking for some monetary donations. But we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. So... That's what we're asking for. So what does that mean for the sponsors? What do they get in return? Now, things that I can promise are, I guess, access to my list, but my list isn't that big. And I guess by list, I don't know. When I hear people talk about list, I think of email lists and and people's audience. And I figured if someone has a nice audience, a a larger audience, that helps give uh, people exposure. So since my audience isn't that large, because I haven't really been pushing the social media like I should be, I can offer, I guess, a logo or something on the poster that would be live at the event, but also on all the uh, social media posts and branding that uh, the symphony has agreed to share. And so they have a pretty large audience. They have some likes. I know their crowd isn't really the same as the motocross crowd. I feel like the symphony is a bunch of older people, a more mature audience as opposed to motocross kids, which are, you know, they're probably like three steps above skaters. So, uh, no offense to anybody, but I feel like maybe all these symphony people have grandkids or children that enjoy motocross. So it might be a stretch, but it also might not be. And I think it's kind of cool to try and uh, link hobbies with being creative. Uh, At some point, Atish and I will have a conversation about why he thinks martial arts are, uh, is an art form and how it's a, uh, a way to be creative and like express yourself. I don't uh, understand it, but I know we need to talk about it and discuss that at some point, but I do see how like music and let's say writing or extracurricular activity, something that's outside of studying math, studying English, they challenge your mind in different ways as opposed to a standardized educational regimen that we all get put through from age five till we're 18 and beyond if we decide to uh, continue. But, you know, expressing yourself, 
outside of those parameters. I think it really helps people grow and discover who they are and, and, you know, test limits and challenge themselves, which I think is something motocross people do. I mean, are they going to make the jump or are they not going to make the jump? Are they going to win the race? Or are they not going to win the race? Are they going to attempt to do that pass that goes really fast? Yada, yada, yada. Same thing with kids learning how to play the piano. I mean, you have to learn how to read music. You have to learn how to sit in front of a crowd and play something that was written by someone a long time ago and have the the confidence to not mess up and to hit the right key at the right moment. And so I think, I think they're both really cool brain teasers or challenge self challenging tools. That's a weird way to say it, but I feel that way with filmmaking. I feel, you know, telling a story it's, it's, it's nerve wracking. It's nerve wracking to sit down to write something because you know, at some point someone else is going to read it. But once you get over that hurdle, it's nerve wracking trying to film it because you're like, oh, am I going to get it all? Is this going to make sense when we sit down to edit? And then you sit down to edit and you're like, oh my goodness, we didn't get it all. Or we did get it all. Or and it, but it doesn't make sense. How are we going to make this all make sense? And then you have to show it to people. And then it's nerve wracking the entire way. But it's also fun and challenging and helps you grow as a person on the inside. And I think that's what this whole event is all about. It's just becoming a better person on the inside, growing a community, expressing yourself and feeling free while doing so. Now that was a stretch. So I can offer access to the symphonies audience list, which is, I guess, I, I, I don't know. I, I can justify it by myself in my head and you all can hear this too. Uh, grandmas and grandpas go to symphonies, grandmas and grandpas with grandkids that ride motocross motorcycles. Boom. Grandmas and grandpas that would buy those motorcycles for their grandkids. Maybe because grandmas and grandpas are cooler than parents. So that's, that's, that's my justification right there. That's going to be my one of my selling points, one of the benefits for that. Another benefit I was thinking with a motocross racetrack is we're going to be filming probably for a full day out there, a bunch of motorcycles racing and offering the venue some B-roll, which is just extra clips of just bikes doing their thing that might not make the edit, but might make the edit, but offering the venue, those edits that don't make the final cut for their use, for their own pr promotional use. So that might be a good benefit for them as well. And let's see, what else can we do? This is the hard part. What else, what else, what else? Man, I'm going to have to sit down and think about that. That's going to be a tough one to figure out. All right, so I'm going to sleep on that. But hopefully I can have this all figured out by hopefully sooner than later. All right. So the next thing we need to do. Okay. So we're going to start with our story. We're going to tell everybody who we are. Phase one, start with your story. Tell everybody who you are. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Phase two is we're going to explain what's happening at the event, what the event is going to benefit and all that fun stuff. Phase three, we're going to define all the benefits for the sponsors. We're going to tell them what they can get 
in return for their donation, a gift, whatever they happen to be providing the event. All right. Phase four is we need to just ask for the donation. Say, hey, give me your money. Hey, give me your donation. But not just so, not so, blah. it's got to be smoother and more classy than that, which I think is very possible. And phase five, are we on five? Is going to be, you know, thanking them for their time, telling them to have a good day and all that good stuff. So I guess all these phases are kind of bits and pieces of a email of a letter of something that you would send to individual people. So while Googling sponsorships, I, f- I stumbled upon this website called uh, fundly.com, F U N D L Y.com. And they have templates for sponsorship, sponsorship letters. Now what's great about these templates is I would not copy and paste them directly and just fill in the blanks that they left open for you to fill in. Uh, you can download them for free. You just have to sign up for their email list. I, I would recommend it. But what's nice about these templates, about these letters, what, what's nice about any template or letter that you can find on Google is you don't want to copy and paste anything you find on Google because it's, it's, people can Google it and find, hey, this person just copy and pasted this document if people are that crazy. people, Some people are that crazy. I don't think I am, but... It, it could happen. It could happen. But what's great about most of these templates is that they have this phrasing that you have no idea how to say, but they have already figured it out for you. So let's say I want to ask for money. I want to ask for, uh, let's see. Let me, let me go through one of these emails. So in one of these emails, as an example, it has this line in appreciation, in appreciation of your anticipation, blah, blah, blah. let me start over In appreciation of your anticipated donation. We would like to offer you, and then you would name one of the benefits that we figured out earlier. How great of a sentence is that? That's such a great sentence. And how long would it have taken you to figure out how to write that sentence with the right words to say it so elegantly and not so gimme, gimme, gimme. It's so perfect. So that's, what's great about finding templates and letters like this that are already thought out for you. And I can go in and I can change a word here, change a word there to make it more me, but the wording is there and the phrasing is there and it's, and it feels better than, um, when you decide to donate, I would give you this, which just sounds very blunt, which is something that I do often and I shouldn't. It's nice to have this template to kind of be like, uh, take a step back there, Chris. Say it a little nicer. Try it again. Try it like this. Put a little je, je ne sais quoi on it, I guess. So that's what I'm going to be doing tonight while I record this. Thank you for listening to my little out loud thinking session. Hope you got some uh, tips and tricks to think. Figure out how to, if you're ever in that position to find sponsors, what do you ask them? How do you say it? What do you need to make that happen? I hope this helps out. I'll put a link to these sponsor emails 
But don't forget, you need to start with your story and you need to have a cool story that is engaging and captures people right away. I think out of all the events that I've worked, a bunch of uh, all the life coaches that I've worked with, they all, the ones that are more successful have a story that their audience relates to. So don't forget about your story. Do not forget about your story. The ones that ha- that forget about their story and decide to leave their story out of their, let's say, their pitch to sell their fancy life coaching service, they never do as well as the life coaches that include their their story in their pitch. It's it's just human nature to connect to something. And that's what your story is, that thing that people connect to. So do not forget about your story and do not forget about the purpose of your event that you're asking sponsors to support. Remember, touch those feelings, punch all those, poke them, poke all those feelings and those potential sponsors, button, feeling, holes, I don't know, maybe not holes, but activate them. And I'm sure you'll be more successful. I, I have, I'm 100% sure you'll be more successful in getting positive responses. Thank you for listening to Creativize, Strategize, and Synergize. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, share, and leave a rating. We'd really appreciate it. You can find Chris on social media using the handle at Elephant Scout. You can find me with at Atish Mazish. And finally, you can follow the podcast on Twitter with at CSS Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at podcast at cscottcreate.com. Thank you so much.